let your friends know about Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And a man being held hostage at gunpoint? Always. It's Calvin. (laughs) It's a very surprised little emoticon you got going. Yeah, I dig it. I like him. Didn't you pick those up from, like, Japan? (laughs) No, that... Well, uh... They That's technically, right. I think they did originate uh, in Japanese like internet culture because that's where emojis came from. Yeah, is from Japan. Um, that's a funny story because it's like Unicode, which is like how they basically got all of text-based like uh, stuff in the on the code. It got unified so that you could communicate around the world on a single standard. Yeah. And when they came to Japan. They were like, all right, we've got all these like characters and stuff. And then they showed up and they're like, what are these uh, what are these little symbols you got here? So they just kind of added them to Unicode. And then that's how like oh, they, they spread is that like uh, Apple got them. Because like, they were in Unicode, so they were always valid characters um, mm-hmm. if your system was running Unicode. And then Apple started putting their own artwork and flavor on them, which is why a lot of people think Apple invented emojis or that Apple gets to decide what emojis are added. It's not. It's Unicode, which is why if you look through it, there's a lot of Japanese specific emojis like there's Sakura blossoms. There's uh, like paper lanterns. um, There's a lot of like kind of specific Japanese like emojis. James, are you about to die? I'm so sorry. Did you guys hear? I apologize. My window's open. Um, Um, is there a tornado coming for you? Apparently. I don't know. Sometimes they do a test. It is Wednesday, but they usually do it in the morning. How's that for some Midwestern background noise? Hold on. Um, let's, uh, let's check James's weather real quick, see if we're about to listen to One of the things death. with the emoticons and emojis and, like, Unicode and stuff, doesn't, isn't that why it's, like, super hard to get new, or, like, very difficult to get new emojis, is they gotta go through, like, a vetting process to see if it's yeah, worth adding them? Uh, yeah, they have to go through... Uh, I forget which foundation. It might be just called the Unicode, Unicode Foundation, but if there's there's another thing. Also, James, uh, you're actually under a tornado warning. Mm-hmm. Am I really? Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I wish I had a basement. Is a tornado... Tornado warning is uh, once touched down, right? I think so. so. Oh, no, I thought... Wa- yeah, watch... I never remember. They're not clear I, enough. No, they're not. The two words are so... The Hold on. Let's... Tornado warning versus um, watch. Watch covers a broad region. Warning is issued by National Weather Service for a smaller area. A warning means that either a tornado has been spotted or a radar has picked one up. If you're in an area with a warning, it's time to act immediately. James, you should... You should probably <laughs> deal with that, James. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Hey, come okay. on. We're, if we record your we're, we're death on this you. audio, I can't release it. But you can. <laughs> I shouldn't. You could. Just cut out the part James, where I James, you give your permission right now. I do. Okay, I need you to go. say you're, it you're like covered. full sentence. 
RJ, <laughs> I give you permission that if I die or something happens to me, that you may release this recording. Thank you. Also, I would ask that if I end up a vegetable, please pull my plug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. Covering, covering all the bases here. <laughs> I'm just making sure. All right, yeah, you got now, anything else? Yeah. Gonna slice that audio up to make it legal for me to just kill James. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling up this radar. Dude, James, you should actually be like no joke careful because like uh okay it looks like the tornado's just to the just barely to the east of you man this is these were such better icebreakers than the one i planned sorry (laughs) yeah i pulled it up for uh uh for where you're at and it just says take cover now in all caps James, where are you covering? Um, you don't have a basement. <laughs> oh, not my apartment. I mean, but if staircase, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, watch me, watch me say this, and then watch it happen. Knock, knock, knock. I don't think um, tornadoes usually hit Iowa City. Uh, James, City. if I, I, I looked up. Uh, where you're at in Tornado, and the top results are videos of when a tornado tore through the town. That was it's because that's it's like it's a rare occasion that it happens. There's like it's like a few times in the city's history, I believe, that it's actually occurred. Well, um, guess what could happen again? Hey, <laughs> it's not, it's not a always, non-zero option, James. It is yeah. a non-zero option. Sorry, I always mess that one up. It sounds like the siren went away. Because it oh. tore down the siren pole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not necessarily a good thing, James. But, uh, the guy running the siren left. An inspiring thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy who makes the actual siren noise and blows into the bullhorn yeah. decided to... Yeah, there's a little handle at the base that he's got to crank it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um... Oh, it sounds like we should be good. I feel like if it was still going. Um... Well, well, it says what's the certainty? Uh, it says the certainty of this tornado is observed. So, <laughs> so it's on the same level as everything else in the natural universe. It's, <laughs> it's it good exists. to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, National Weather Service. It thinks, I actually do it is. Yeah, it's quiet now. Against so not a, James, it's not a definitive. Oh my so god, I there was... it is in the corner of my room. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just lurking behind the couch. <laughs> oh fuck. It's here. And they come for me. Oh, damn. So uh do we still want to do the icebreaker question? Well there's a brief tangent for you as we discuss whether or not James is about to be killed. <laughs> we can do the icebreaker question. Uh the Better Buddies icebreaker question this week is what's one simple tidbit about your profession you wish the public would know that would make your life easier? Uh, I'm going to go with mine of if your student doesn't tell me shit, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, but you get a lot of parents who think you're like a mind reader I don't. or something. I actually don't get that many you're parent not? calls, but it's still like a it's more a problem with the students themselves though. If they'll like be like, hey, oh. this thing. And it's like, okay, well, did you tell anyone that was happening? No. Did you tell your, uh, the, like, resident assistant on your floor? No. So you're telling me now, at the end of the school year, when I can't do anything about it anymore. Okay. Cool dude, deal, dude. Have a good summer. 
That's uh like is it like ever bad like serious stuff or is it just like hey um, they're like really loud and blah blah blah? I haven't had any like super serious stuff. But there are a couple things where it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry that you hated that this was happening for a, so long a time, for months on end. I can't do anything about it if you don't tell me, though. Like, and your reasoning is, well, nothing would have happened. Well, yeah, nothing did happen, though. Because you didn't tell anyone, so tell someone. Literally anyone. Yeah. All I get paid to do is deal with student complaints. So complain. <laughs> Talk to me. No, that's... That's gotta be kind of tough. I mean, because college kids are... Some of them are really smart. Some of them are really stupid. Eh. Really stupid. There are some ways that they're all just kind of stupid. You gotta love them, but <laughs> <Yeah>. they're stupid. <laughs> Do you have to love them? Well, you don't have to it's encouraged it. to uh, yeah. at least appreciate the fact that they exist and encourage their pursuit of education. This is fair. This is very fair. What about you guys? Oh, no. Yeah. What do you got? A lot. <laughs> well, one... Let's go with one and simple. Uh... And that you wish the public knew to make your life easier. Um, that they're the reason my life is hard. Wow. <laughs> DM. Um, no, seriously. Uh, probably uh, 70% of my job is making sure users uh, don't break things because users are stupid. Ah, yes. The idiot proofing while the world is constantly building better idiots. So basically that's all my job is and that's pretty much most of what uh, like programmer software developers job is like you obviously have to figure stuff out and how to do it but most of your time is quite often spent preventing users from then just breaking it all fun like I had a I had multiple conversations today with uh, my manager and boss trying to brainstorm how to solve this like completely random edge case but knowing our users uh 100 percent uh an edge case that we're going to have to deal with even though it's just like well like but why would you do that yikes and they they already do it all the time so it's like we don't know why they do that but they do or yeah yeah that's fun Yes, because we were yeah. literally having that discussion, and then they submitted a, like, ticket, because they're like, hey, this is broken. And then we were like, okay, why is it broken? And they literally submitted the ticket and then left for the day. <laughs> awesome. So it was like, oh, awesome. One, it's not an issue. You just didn't understand it. And two, we can't even work with you on it because you just submitted and ran. <laughs> yeah, just Perfect. fix it with your magic wizard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fix Fun it. Times. What do you got, James? Um, oh, man. I think just as, like, a writer, like, quote-unquote, I would honestly just say, like, 
Oh, fuck. I just wish people read more. That's, like, my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I really I really wish they did. Um, no. I don't know. I, I think it's just because it's, like, uh, it's, it can be really hard sometimes to, like, make yourself intelligible to people if they only know one way of taking in information. Ah. Um, so that's like totally fine. Like part of the part of the responsibility is to make yourself as like, should be as good as, as you can at, at what you do. So you should be able to like find a way to like translate what you're trying to say into a way that a lot of people can find accessible, but it is just like, is it is just difficult because there are, there's a lot of people who have just like specific, like preconceptions as to what, what like that is, um, or what it can or should be. And it's just very frustrating to run into someone who's like, Oh, it doesn't work like that. And it's like, yes, it does. I've read the books where it does. <laughs> yeah. So like it's one of those things. It's just it's like it, it's kind of, like it's kind of like what you guys are talking about. It's like sometimes it's like it's the people you do your job for that make it the most difficult, which yeah. is almost kind of endearing, but it's it can be frustrating. Is it endearing though? The... It is it is endearing. Because you find that those who are willing to engage, and you find people who try, even though they know oh, they're making the worst. Can I? Oh, I, can I? They try and fix it, you. and it never works. Here's <laughs> yeah. one that I think might apply to all three of our stations: is our jobs are real jobs where we actually do real work. Oh, define that, because I don't know. I mean, I know this is like corny. I would define real work as like farming or like. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yes, that is all real work, but also, like, we work. We don't, for as much as I may get some backlash from the two of you on this, we don't just sit around eating up taxpayer dollars and, like, siphoning off from whatever companies we work for. Like, we we put in 40-hour days, and we put out fires, and we actually put effort in. And it's not just, like, oh, you're a writer? <laughs> you don't do anything. Yeah, that is very. I mean, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it wasn't built. Yeah, it makes any sense. Like, there's as much effort that goes into building things that you don't necessarily see. Um, goes into like building the things that you do. Um, obviously, different levels of like work for both of those things. But oh, a church without a Bible is just kind of a building, and a Bible without a church is sort of just a book. So, um, the church is everywhere, James. I oh, I know RJ. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> cool. Our next segment: Better Buddies Recommend, where you recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? I will. Yay! What you got? Oh, Calvin. Oh my uh, God. Sorry, I was pulling it up. I also wanted to see how long you would go before of me not saying anything. Uh, I mean, we would have no. gone longer. Maybe the Probably. tornado got you. 
Yeah, the tornado came <laughs> yeah. for me. It, it heard me talking <laughs> crap about it. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to recommend season three of Love, Death, and Robots. Nice. Because I just pow- I powered through it Sunday. Uh, it was like Sunday night. And uh, I think there was only one that I didn't like. Really? All of the others I thought were pretty great. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if, I, hmm, is this the best season? I don't know. It might be my favorite of the season. I don't know. Season two was also good. And season one had some good ones. I think there were, there were more in season one. So it had more chances for misses or ones that I didn't like as much. Um, season two and three have, were both shorter. The three, I think, was I heard one or two long, more shorter. than three had nine episodes. Mm. Two only had eight. Okay. Um, the first one had eighteen. For whatever reason, so, I thought season three only had six episodes. No, season the uh, volume three has nine. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so like I said, there was only one that I didn't like. I thought all of the others were pretty good um so i would i would highly recommend it if you haven't seen any of love death and robots it's basically um usually some darker films but usually also some comedy mixed in there and there's some uh, they tend to lean more sci-fi um often dystopian-esque uh settings and such and with different art styles yes um they'll each one it's an anthology series where each one is done for the most part by a different animation studio um some of the same animation studios across the different seasons but there'll be a number throughout the whole season that does a couple different ones and uh yeah, I would highly recommend the first one of season three is a continuation of the episode from volume one with the three robots going through the apocalypse, which a lot of people really liked that one. And I also thought this one was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, nice. I guess I would just say there, watch it again. And if you haven't seen uh, the other seasons watch those as well so you're saying i should watch season three first you can i mean you can because this is an anthology series because it doesn't matter so so watch them all out of order. sure well season one actually they did a thing in net on netflix where season one presented the episodes in a different order depending on your uh your uh, your uh, watch habits really? on Netflix. Yeah. So depending on what you had previously watched, it kind of shuffled them a bit to put one that it thought would reflect more to what you enjoyed um, in that ordering. Uh, supposedly, I thought that's what it was. Supposedly. But because um, I know that people had different, I know for a fact people had different episode ordering for season one, but they may have changed that now mm. that it's on to season three. Fair enough. So they may they may now be in a uh, set specific order. set order, but yeah, Love Death and Robots, very good. 
Um, so it's going to be hard. You won't really be able to answer the question of what was your favorite one out of season three since you only had like one or two you didn't like. Uh, no, I definitely like there. I didn't. I don't think all of the ones in season three were just like absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, it's just I enjoyed all of them except for one in season three. Whereas in like honestly, season two, I also there was maybe only one or two I didn't really like as much. But that was a somewhat shorter season. Um, so I would say my favorite one though of season three hmm i might have to go with either night of the mini dead which is a like a short one but i just thought it was really clever and funny um like actual story wise i think the one i enjoyed the most might be bad traveling okay i don't know yeah, so like I said, though, good, good show. Nice. And oh, yeah. I want someone else to watch it so mm-hmm. we can talk about it. <laughs> Still haven't seen season one yet. Have you seen? You have seen nothing of Love, Death, and Robots? None of it. You really should watch it. You, I think You've you would. Been on enjoy my case since season one came out. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty damn good. It's pretty good. James and I watched through all of season one together. And I showed you like a couple episodes of volume two. It was very fun. Nice. James, you want to go next? I can do that. Um, I do have one to recommend. Uh, I'm going to recommend the classic 1980 film comedy Caddyshack. Oh, Um, it's, uh, it's a movie I have now seen twice in the span of a week. Um, I've seen it three times in total. Um, I find it to be funny. I will say it's a very um, comedy of its time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is very much so. Cal and I actually, yeah, we watched it. And it's um, it's, it's, it's funny. There are There are some jokes where it's like, very quick and they catch you off guard mm-hmm. and they're like like you just laugh um, there are others where it's like oh this isn't really like that funny um but okay and then there are others where it's like yeah uh this is like kind of bad um <laughs> i i will say like the general plot or premise of the movie is it follows the exploits of group of of caddies one in particular were working at a um at a golf course at a country club a very wealthy midwestern country club and it just kind of follows um the the adventures and travails of these caddies as they work through this summer Hmm. um and uh i think it's a pretty good like uh classic summer comedy it's got a lot of heavy Comedy hitters. It's got Chevy Chase. It's got Bill Murray. It's got um, this one actor um, who many people in our generation wouldn't know, but her parents would, named Ted Knight. Um, it's got Rodney Dangerfield. Yep. Uh, it has Ryan Do- Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's bra- uh, brother. Um, oh, wow. It's got quite a few. I know that I feel like I'm missing one or two. Um, it's overall like a relatively enjoyable movie. Again, it's a comedy of its time. Um, doesn't necessarily excuse some of the laziness or the sloppiness. It's just something that it's kind of like it's fun 
kind of kick back and watch. It's definitely not going to be everybody's thing. And I totally, totally get that. Because having seen it multiple times now, I'm like, yeah, all right. I can see where this, like, this is for sometimes for long stretches. It's like, oh, okay. All right. I get it. But overall, I would recommend it. I think everyone should watch it at least once. If only, if only, and I've kind of, I said this line in, in the other podcast, like last week, if only for Bill Murray's, uh, <laughs> uh, one of Bill Murray's first lines uh, in the movie, not his very first like line or scene, but one of them. It's like his Recommend first main him. scene of just him. It, it is. Well, there's the opening scene of him. He's at the, oh, I guess that is just him. Movie. Yeah. But the other scene of him with the caddy is great. And it like, love that. Um, watch it if you want, just up until that part. And then afterwards, you can turn it off. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I would say. Nice. Uh, it might be my viewing this weekend. I think it'll be a good follow-up not to my love, recommendation. Not love Death and Robots? Uh, no promises. <laughs> both. Well, both. My recommendation yeah, this week... Got? I have finally watched one of the movies that apparently everyone must see, The Big Lebowski. Ah. Yeah, I couldn't finish uh, that. <laughs> but yeah, what did you think of I, it? I've only seen it once. Yeah, like once, one and a half times. I enjoyed it, and the closest comparison point I can make in terms of narrative development and storytelling is if you took Pulp Fiction and spli- like re-spliced it so it was one continuous timeline in timeline order of events compared to the kind of jumping around they do. Interesting. Just in terms of the way that Big Lebowski has so many like conflicting stories, but then also if you focused in on one of the characters. If you focused in on just Jules or just like... And one of the side characters in Pulp Fiction, that'd be Big Lebowski. Because it's, I mean, the dude, Jeffrey Lebowski, the, a.k.a. the dude, and he does his dude thing, bowling, and the, they never, they never answer definitive, based on, I watched it yesterday, and as far as I remember from watching it, the main, like, plot is another Jeffrey Lebowski a wealthy man has a trophy wife who owes money to people and he gets switched around for the dude so the dude goes up to him he's like hey these people messed up my apartment uh count me and then the guy the rich one says oh dude I'm gonna use you as the bag man to pay the ransom in my wife's kidnapping and the entire thing is get the money back but by the end they never, they never really address it too much. Like, they have scenes in and around addressing it, but they never definitively say, like, ah, yes, here is the money, here is what happened to it. But it, in finishing it, you, and maybe it was just the state of mind I was in when I was watching it, but the very last, because there's the quotables, right? Like, mm. um, the dude... El Deuterino, if you're not, if brevity isn't your thing. Um, the Dude Abides. But I, I was surprised that the Dude Abides is like the last thing the dude says. 
and Sam Elliott's character of just being like, yeah, it's good that the dude's out there for all of us. And it was very much just like, yeah. I mean, I looked up the bides to make sure I understood what it meant just because I didn't want to assume. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, just there is stuff that happens in life that you cannot do anything about. So just abide by it. Very fun, though. And I was, it was surprising. I was surprised when the, um, one of the characters who is interested in the money turns out to be the, played by the same guy who plays the villain in Roadhouse. No way. I've actually never seen Roadhouse. You've got to watch Roadhouse, my dude. But it's very good. It's so good. Who doesn't love a movie about famous bouncers? <laughs> Patrick Swayze, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, can I throw out a little bit of uh, film trivia here Go for, for you? Um, it's really interesting, kind of cool that you talked about him, like, plot kind of unraveling a little bit. Apparently, um, the Coen brothers, they they wanted to do a, a, like, a Philip Marlowe type story. So, like, a 30s detective noir story. And those stories, like, like The Big Sleep or whatever, those are very famous for, like, they would have all these really complex plot points. The, the main character, the detective, would literally get, like, lost. Like, they just plot would kind of fall apart and the story would end up not being about that. And that was either a stylistic choice or it could have just either been like author literally just like lost the plot or realized they had written themselves in a hole, whatever. They wanted to write a movie like that, like 1930s detective noir story, but starring kind of just like a loser, a loser. Yeah. Like a bum, um, in Los Angeles. And that's like exactly what they did. Um, so it's kind of cool that it's kind of, yeah, that you picked up on that is like, um, I also thought the, I've never heard the nom stuff yeah. was really interesting with Walter. Yeah. With Walter and his whole, like it's PTSD. Like the dude's got so much PTSD <laughs> assuming yeah. he actually went to nom. Walter is like one of those characters where it's like it's very difficult to parse like sometimes because he's either like completely satirical and totally supposed to be comedic there are moments where you're supposed to feel like sympathy for him um like John Goodman does such a great job at playing just that kind of eccentric friend um I mean Steve Buscemi like what can you Speaking what can you not say Steve about Buscemi's that Donnie. so one of the things I did know going in was there is a theory floating around the internet that the only character who does not realize they are in a movie is Donnie. Really? Yeah, that everybody else knows they're in a movie or, or that they're supposed to be playing specific parts and following their whole, like, thing and theming and characterization except Donnie. Which is why Donnie is the most, like, both normal, quote-unquote, and out of it like has no idea what's going on he just wants to go bowling he's got the tournament that's actually why, really why are we worrying about all this other stuff we got the tournament it's pretty good i'd never heard that theory before i have to rewatch this movie i also apparently uh i read some story where somebody watched the film and they were like well 
what about the tournament? Why didn't they go to the tournament? What, why didn't they tell us about the tournament? Like, as if the tournament was the point of the movie. <laughs> I was like, no. That's not... No. That's not why you're doing this. No. You kind of ruin it, too. Like, it would almost ruin the ethos of the movie if they did if they did have any serious plot points. It would kind of ruin the movie. Like, that movie's all I, supposed to be about just, like... I think like, there are serious plot points, but I think the... It doesn't matter what happens at the tournament, right? Like, yeah. the po- the the whole point of the movie is life happens, or as far as I was taking away from it, was life happens. You navigate yeah. as best you can and figure it out as best you can, and sometimes you just kind of have to let go. And yeah, well, if they showed the outcome of the bowling tournament, it doesn't, like, it shouldn't matter what the outcome is. No, but in a more stereotypical or like movie, you would have like, oh my god, like you'd have the the whole third act would be them scrambling to get the money, and then they would have to like be like, we, we have to, to go tournament to the tournament. On time. Yeah, exactly. We need a third so, for like, the bowling tournament. Yeah, like it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it would be very um, like Jesus would be like actual like main antagonist almost. Um, and Did it would you kind really of like to do a sequel? I did with, with Jesus, uh, like with Jesus, I like as a main character, right, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like I think that actor like, like bought out the rights to try and do a sequel with Jesus as the main character. Oh, uh, I'm. I don't. They didn't do that, right? No, they never they made did. it. It's good because that would kind of suck. Yeah. Our next segment. How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. With the first question being, how many of you are willing to admit that loud exhaust is just for attention? It's because it is. It is. I mean, it could, you, well, one, like, you could just be lazy. You don't have, like, you, you just didn't want to fix it. You should get your exhaust fixed, though. Take it from me. You should get your exhaust fixed. You get a ticket for that. Yeah. And and you also you can also uh, dose yourself chronically with fumes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Your exhaust fixed. James, I, if it is, uh, you have some experience with that. Oh no, not really. I've just read about it mm. on the internet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but. If you do just have it loud, I mean, obviously that's for attention, right? It's like rolling down your window and playing the radio real loud. Now, I've heard rumor that there are some speed modifications that will result in louder exhaust. However, if that, if you're, if you need that much more speed on your goddamn pickup truck, fuck you. What are you doing? What, what in your life requires you to have a goddamn pickup truck or muscle car or whatever that wakes the whole goddamn town at 5 a.m. just because you want to go an extra well, five miles? Know. You never know when you're going to need to drag race, RJ. You never know when a street race or whatever might break out. You, you generally should know. They, those are kind of planned. Not the fun ones. Yeah, exactly. Not the fun ones. If it's ones. a fun one, you should be able to do it off the cuff without modification. Oh, big you man talking here. Big man with this special car and his great skill at, at street racing. Fair enough. No, I, yeah, it's it's for attention. 
I still here? Am I live? Yeah. You're still here. You're still live. Okay. Our next question. Unless the tornado got you. <laughs> yeah, the tornado get you yet, James? Oh, it's just raining right now. Mm. Tornado rain. Yeah, tasty. The Delicious. Yeah. Stick your cup out the window. Drink it up. <laughs> yum yum. I should. I should. It's the cup of victory. <laughs> Our next question. How does your company handle an employee's death? With the further details of, I know some companies couldn't care less. Um, wow. Um, I have no clue. Yeah, no clue. I can only, based on some knowledge I have of like people getting injured, uh, insurance is pretty good. But uh, also, it's like generally a very caring department. Very... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if family's the right word, but it's very close, and they're very willing to help and like spread the word of like hey this person is in this kind of trouble or needs this help if there's anything you can do to to help out so i imagine they'd probably be like oh hey uh person x passed away so like here's the info if you want to help them out with funeral costs or send flowers or something I never, yeah, I mean, I think my company would be pretty good at it. I can't speak to anything from a legal sense, but. That's because they hide all the bodies. <laughs> no one dies on company property, just like Disney. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's. That's kind of fucked exactly. up, like. Considering how big what? Disney World is, and no one dies on Disney property. Isn't that well, an urban legend? No one, it's not no that one no one dies, it's that dies. they don't declare it. Yeah, but I thought that was uh, a religion. I don't know. Oh, last I, I knew it was actually see. a thing. I'll check that... in with my uh, Disney contact and find out. I'm on Disney. Snopes. Let's find out. What, you don't think the employee will uh, tell me? Claim. False. I don't know if I trust fucking Snopes. I don't know if I trust anything on the internet. Have you seen the XKCD about Is Snopes, Snopes? fake? Yeah, I oh. checked it on Snopes. Snopes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I just posted it. It's pretty funny. As always, there's a relevant XKCD. Uh, uh, when your webcam is going long enough, there's always something relevant. Not always. Uh, I'd argue you will find something. <laughs> it uh, was... That's absurd. It's definitely not... It was debunked by... Yes. Oh my, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Dude, I'm convinced, like... Our two final great dictatorial states... Well, great, quote-unquote. North Korea and Disney. North Korea and Disney World. Yeah, that place uh, is insane. Disney World's in danger, though. Have you seen that news? No. Florida's coming for its special level? government status. I thought they already revoked it. Oh, was it already revoked? Last I heard, it was still like kind of up in the air. It, it, it could be. Uh, I thought though that they had already revoked it, but you could be very well true that it's still like in the works of being revoked. Last I heard, part of the is problem it? was that if if it's revoked, Florida has to a the cities around it have to figure out what to do with the like. Um, cost for utilities, like in garbage collection, all that stuff. But also that the f city has to pay X amount of money to Disney. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's like they're doing this to like try and screw over Disney because Disney like was against the whole like don't say gay bill that they were trying to push through. And Disney was like, nah, we're not about that. And then so the 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 Florida government was like, fine, we're going to take away your special privileges. And Disney and went, from, well, okay. What I, yeah, from what I've read, it's going to hurt Florida more than it's going to hurt Disney. <laughs> Or the what privileges does Disney have? Disney Basically, because Disney, when Disney was first founded, uh, Orlando was just a swamp. Like there was nothing out there in Orlando when they built it, which is why they built it there so they'd have so much room to grow. But because of that, it was going to be insane for all of this infrastructure to come in, and there, there just wasn't the police and fire to handle it. So there was uh, like a section carved out that allowed Disney to, I think they got a pass on some taxes Mm -hmm. because they're supplying their own, basically everything. Their own fire, their own ambulance, their own police, their own garbage collection, their own like water and electricity Mm -hmm. management. He really got to make his own world there. That is so fucking funny <laughs> and a police car with a mickey mouse dude disney police are for real serious if 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 disney has decided that you're a nuisance and ruining the fun of other guests you disappear yeah you've committed crimes against the state huh time for you to go to disney jail <laughs> the bars are oh Mickey Mouse God. shaped. That's funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, that's hilarious. Uh, You'll serve your oh twelve years. Huh? <laughs> Quick, you if you want to if you want to shorten your sentence, you better put on this mascot costume. <laughs> Our private donors need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're part of the underground, part of the underground organ trade. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh my no, God. this is your turn. <laughs> well, I mean, no. Well, it's it's not to, okay to be fair. It's it's just organs to to help you know the 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 semi deconstructed form of Walt Disney stay alive. So he can, he's got like five hearts going. <laughs> Slowly work in anti-Semitic propaganda back into his films. <laughs> oh damn! Wow, I can't like the fact that something like that existed and still exists is like insane. It's crazy. Um, it's... empires have lasted for longer. This? Oh no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, but Disney's it's like, corpse. It's yeah. Un... No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's such Why a bizarre. It, oh yeah, it's his um, it's his chamber. It's the energy ball that uh, that feeds him, um, keeps those synapses firing. Oh god, I would love to just uh, just one day seeing what the like the upper management of that park is like. That'd be insane. Like I said, I got someone on the awesome. inside. Hope you do. I'd love. I'd love to. But I, I don't want. Like I don't want to know what the mascots do. I care about like the park people. Like it's interesting. I want to know like 
suits. I want to know what they're doing. Numbers. Um, they're just doing the social numbers to like stay on top of the ma- most number of people. I mean, it's kind of surprising. Like they probably they fared probably. Oh, they probably didn't do great over the past couple of years, but they probably didn't do as bad. I bet as people thought. Bet it gave them a reason to axe a lot of stuff. Mm, yes and no. Our next question. What are your thoughts about plastic surgery with the further details for yourself or for someone else? I mean, um, reconstructive definitely has a place to help people that have been in accidents or whatnot. Yeah. But I do feel like the stuff where people just keep getting more and more plastic surgery is an actual, like, I feel like there's a point there where that turns into, like, a mental illness because you're, I feel like it's just people the mental illness you're obsessed looking for is body with dysmorphia. Yeah. And it's at that point, I feel like we should limit it a little bit, maybe a little bit more. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, it's your body. It is it is difficult. Like, I, cause I agree with the reconstructive stuff. I would say like, I don't know. Plastic surgery to me is like it. There, there are. It can be done well. It can be done and can be done well. But there is something to me about like artificially modifying body in a certain way. You don't want to be a cyborg. Just, no, not <laughs> that's not. different. That's cool. <laughs> It's not different. It's, it's um, almost it's totally different, James. Same idea. That's totally different. I don't think it's. I Give don't me think my that's arms. transhumanism. I don't think, in a fundamental sense, it's that different. It's it's an artificial modification. It's not like yes, but one is but it's, making my nose smaller, and the other is giving me another arm to punch people with a robot arm. Yeah, the other one, the the one is superficial and more based on looks and inserting like that. Whereas I feel like body augmentation, as opposed into cybernetics, is like, yeah, it's different. Come on, James, you just you just don't get it. You're not oh. cool. <laughs> I think they're both superficial, just in different ways. Like oh, I'm not going to tell the person with a missing leg that it's superficial for them to get a robot leg. Yes. It's completely different. That is like the <laughs> it's on their outside. It's like the really superficial. That's like the reconstructive surgery thing. That is completely and totally different. But getting so if I replace like my legs with like four robot legs, that's not reconstructive. You you literally stole four legs from people who might need them. Um, that's no, we can make more legs. The robot <laughs> legs. We have Still the technology. We can, we can rebuild him. Rebuild. We don't. We're not rebuilding anything. The six million dollar man. <laughs> oh, I like. I'm not. I won't deny. Obviously, it's cool, but I, I still think like modifying the body like that is like entity. Um, and like, there's an argument where it's like, well, yeah, but like tattoos and piercings, and it's like, yeah, like, I think those still fall under that argument. Um, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I th- I do think there are degrees, and I think plastic surgery is like on one tier, and then cybernetics is on another. Yeah, reconstructive on the same page. Plastic surgery just for improvement. It's it's got to be very tasteful. 
and you gotta, like, know what your hard limit line is of, okay, I'm doing this, and then I'm done. Yeah. Absolutely. Our next question. What age is too young to use lawnmower? With the further details, my neighbor's kid is 12. Is that too young to hire them to mow the grass? Edit. Gas-powered push mower. Also, I don't plan on supervising them while they do it because I work a lot. I feel like it depends on if you know this kid, because I wouldn't want to just pay a kid to use my lawnmower to push my uh, to mow my lawn, because I feel like if they run over their foot, you're somehow liable. Uh, so if like you know the kid and like their parents <clears throat> like trust the kid to be able to mow the lawn by themselves, go for it. Yeah, I'd agree I think, with that. I think I was mowing the lawn. By the time I was like maybe twelve or thirteen, but I, I was didn't do a very good job at it. <laughs> I definitely had mowed the lawn when I was that old, but I had a riding mower. Uh, I don't know if oh, that yeah. means more or less. See, in my family uh, always it, had the gas-powered push mowers that, like, theoretically, you grab the bar and it goes for you, and you just walk. But my yard was so like uneven, just underneath the grass, that it didn't matter, and it was still like you pushed this heavy chunk of machinery all around the yard you're still you're still definitely pushing it like there's no yeah um oh yeah like 12 or 13 i would say too like a riding lawnmower that's like it's both like less difficult and more difficult like well yeah you can crash that a lot easier yeah well yeah and it's like it's just a little more for obvious reasons like complex but it's also like little bit easier just in general but i would i would rather give my kid like a push mower than a riding mower because i that's more of a personal bias though i almost wouldn't trust myself entirely on one of those i want to get a zero turn i want to have a yard big enough where i get to have a zero turn that'll be fun um yeah i think the other thing too is like this kid should probably have some level of supervision of someone knowing where they are and what they're doing because, like, what yeah. if you run out of gas? What if he's having trouble starting it up again because he stops in the middle? Like, is someone making sure he's got water? Yeah, dude, just sit on a porch or in somewhere with, like, an iced tea and a book or something like that and just look up every once in a while. Also, what are you paying the kid? Money. <laughs> okay, good start, Calvin. Blood, blood money. Because I'd argue it's really dependent on the size of the yard and how many hours it takes. Hey, I'm an experience and exposure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Our next question. How often do you clean the grill? With the further details, I clean the grill before each use. My cousin never cleans the grill. Mom cleans it whenever it gets really bad. Is it all okay as long as the food is completely blackened? But hmm. it depends on how much you're talking about cleaning. Cause you mean, you're just talking about like scraping off the grate before each use. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you talking about every time you're like breaking out all the cleaners and chemicals and stuff? No, you shouldn't do that. Cause that takes down the seasoning um, on it, but you should, you should clean it. Um, I believe I've read you should, you're supposed to clean it once before you put it away for the season once when you bring it out for the season and then at each use you should just like wipe it down and scrape off the grate a little bit but otherwise you don't have to like 
scrub it and clean it. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm throwing a steak on that thing, or even just, like, a burger, I want to at least, like, scrape most of the, like, hanging blackness off. Yeah, you shouldn't have, like, chunks of burnt carbon, basically, stuck to your grill, to the actual grate. But you don't have to be, like, breaking out the grill spray and, like, cleaning it, scrubbing it, and all that stuff each time. So, twice, I think, is the answer. Your first time and your last time. Our last question this week. It's a tough one. Fellas, you're at the donut shop. Which donut are you getting? With the further details, I always get Boston cream. Just just a plain glazed donut. A jelly donut. My heart weeps for you, Calvin. That Why? you have a world of there are apple fritters. There's Boston cream yeah, donuts. I've had... You get a strawberry jelly donut with powdered sugar. And you yeah, go for a glazer. I've had all those. They're good. Well, okay, listen, a glazer is a specific thing. Mm. Um no, actually, that's like, I'm pretty sure a trademark. Brand, yes, uh, <laughs> it's a glazed donut. Uh, just a plain glazed donut. It's a classic. It's all you need. If you can't do a glazed donut, then you're not going to be able to do anything else. So why even bother? <laughs> Fair enough. I can see the logic. Yeah. I, I, can, I understand the logic of like a first donut. Like, sure, t- try their glazed donut. Make sure they got good ones. And then you move on to the others. But man, if I don't love me a good apple fritter. The... Is that still in, like, obviously that's a pastry, but what classifies a donut? Like, how far do you have to go to no longer be a donut? And, to, like, isn't apple, wouldn't an apple fritter just be its own thing then? I, I would classify an apple fritter as a donut. Yeah, I gotta look one up because I gotta make sure I'm thinking of the most the... delicious one I had, mm. though, for a fritter. Ooh, is, uh, I don't know that I would classify that as a donut. There was so Quick Trip had French toast fritters. They were delicious. Top French. result for apple fritter is apple fritter a donut? What's it say? Uh, this person does claim they would classify them as a donut. I don't know that I would though. I don't know why mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but I don't know. Um, well, because what's the case? Well, okay, like, to be fair, well, the, do do- the top oh, result on Google, though, continuing on from they are certainly donuts, I use a yeasted donut dough. So they're using the dough they would use for donuts. Uh, what's the difference between a fritter and a yeah. donut? Um, so a donut is deep-fried dough or batter, um, often mixed with various sweeteners and flavorings, or a flattened sphere. Shape filled with jam, custard, or cream. While a fritter is a dish made by deep frying food coated in batter. So I think it. Hang on. Uh-huh. Hang on. Wait a minute, though. Our... They're both deep fried, and I don't know what a fritter would be coated in. Batter versus but dough. It is batter. <laughs> and the no, donut batter says is different. a donut is a deep fried piece of dough or batter. Yeah, but it's different. What? Come on, RJ. Read between the lines. Call, I would probably call it a, a donut, honestly. I don't know that I... I don't know that I would personally call it a donut off, like at first glance, but I also don't know that I wouldn't, like that it's not 
A donut. Yeah, I call it a donut. Team donut. I think I I would probably call it more of just another pastry. Like if I think of donut, I'm not I I'm not like it. That's on the far end if you're to call it a donut, because like I don't go to like oh, apple fritter. I think for I me, I would think more of the difference is, as far as I'm aware, donuts are the only like pastries that very specifically get either glazed or a layer of frosting on them, the way most donuts do, compared to say muffins or scones. You can have glazed scones and muffins. I mean, you can put a glaze on them. Their glaze is drizzled, but I would not, I would not argue they're glazed the same way donuts are in terms of amount of glaze. But I don't think a donut needs to be glazed to be a donut. Fair, but then are, that does that mean muffins are donuts? No, because they are not dough or batter that is deep fried. So I think the frying is really yeah. what we're getting to here. But you can fry other things, and that doesn't just make it a donut. French fries aren't donuts. Aren't they, though? No, because they're not dough or batter. <laughs> Let's think. What's a dough that's fried? Uh, Fadiman Bockles. Sounds like a donut. Oh, no, cake. it's not. Funnel it is, is a not donut. a donut. Corn dogs uh, are donuts. Oh, okay. So, so wait, re- refresher. Is, is the debate between the technique through which something is made, which makes it a donut, or the material which it is made that makes it a donut or is it both donuts are material and technique okay that being said there are cake donuts yeah but those are lesser still donuts oh they are not cake donuts taste awesome i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying they're lesser (laughs) so Based on the current, I I stand by the statement that, like, deep-fried Oreos are technically donuts. Okay, well, that's because you're a lunatic. Funnel cake is a donut. It is batter that is deep-fried. But batter, just batter that's deep-fried does not quantify a donut. That's the definition of donut, though, is (laughs) either dough or batter that's deep-fried. No, that is a definition of donut. That is such a shallow definition and a cherry picked one to make this to allow you Hang to on, choose I'm anything as donut, a donut. De- donut definition hem hem uh listen, we need to make sure we go to the right uh yes because the dictionary Webster... doesn't make anything it means it has to be a hundred percent merriam webster or, or, or urban dictionary which one do we use well obviously urban all dictionary. right urban dictionary it is <clears throat> first result urban dictionary donut an individual whom is extremely stupid, lacks intelligence and common sense. Submitted See, by no Andrea Salazar, February 8th, 2008. Hey, hey, to be fair, on the Wikipedia page, so it lists the different donut shapes. It's rings, uh, also holes, um, build, and other shapes include the fritter and the duchy. The duchy. Which are usually glade. I don't know what the fuck a duchy is. It almost sounds like a slur. Uh, it's a Canadian Dusk. donut <laughs> popularized by the Tim Hortons chain. Square yeast lifted dough containing raisins coated with a glaze. This guy's a fucking oh, wait, duchy. Hang on. <laughs> it is one of two. Ori- oh, no. It is one of two original baked goods along with the apple fritter 
that had been available on Tim Horton's donut menu since the chain's inception in 1964. Uh, beignet is a donut. Another is a beignet. A square-shaped donut covered with powdered sugar commonly associated with New Orleans. As, uh, yeah, it's those French. They're all these pretentious. Long they have Johns. to do their own thing. Those are donuts. Long yes, John. I yeah, would. Crewers. I I feel like it's a texture thing that determines the donut, and an apple fritter is too dense. No, I, I think like uh, this is interesting because it gives all these different things, but I fail to see a unifying and specific the unifying definition. theory of donut. <laughs> Because there isn't. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, uh, uh, where is the unifying theory of donuts? <laughs> you know what it is? It's a categorization problem. The problem is not that there's a unifying theory of donuts. The problem is we're looking at it from a taxidermical... Taxidermin? Taxid, what's the classification in biology for taxonomy? It's a taxonomy problem. Where it's not that, oh, we need to have X definition is donut. It's all these things fall under the umbrella of donut in the same way all these animals are mammals or all these things are funguses. Yeah, but there's clear definitions for mammal and fungi uh, pertaining to specific Fungi is basically anything that I'm... is not animal or plant, so... <laughs> Everything uh, else. <laughs> I'm just, I'm failing to see, so are donuts the fungi of, like, food then? Like, what? Like, I'm failing to see a, a unique... What qualifies right, as a donut? Like, is... Is, Small it, fried know, sweetened dough just... cakes typically shaped into a ringer ball. But it doesn't have to be dough, and it doesn't have to be, be in either of those shapes, and it doesn't yeah. have to be deep fried. Yeah. <laughs> so literally everything. Oh, wait, here. Well, I found the answer to all our problems. It's Reddit. What is exactly is considered a donut? No, that is not. That is not. Um... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, really quick. To be fair, the most, the first definition, the very first sentence on Wikipedia, which it, you know, take this for a grain of fucking salt. I, donut, donut is a type of food made from leavened fried dough. So I guess you can make the case that anything made from leavened fried dough. No, is it's a, a type dough. though. It's not all leavened fried dough is a donut it's a type of leavened fried dough it's a good point it, it, so, we're, we're literally just getting into semantics at this point and that's my point of that you can't just take these definitions at like their word it's a feeling thing and i feel that like <laughs> apple fritter is a donut are you going to tell me my feelings are invalid Yes, well, yes, we, I am. Well, damn you. We can prove feelings are invalid through logical construct, but... <laughs> exactly. Socratic method. At the, same, at the same time, that doesn't necessarily render them invalid. It just it just disproves them oh, logically. wrong ones, it does. Hey, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Yes, I can. Insert a cliche quote. Well, you can't, well of course you can. You can judge anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Judge you based on what you think a donut is. <laughs> <laughs> on the fact that you think a fritter is a donut. Oh, I, to be fair, I am I am on very much on RJ's side. Thank I you. do. I would. Uh, I would argue a, the fact that it has a separate name to call it, and that you don't call it a donut, makes it not a donut. Okay, but a glazed donut you is different from a, a Boston cream donut 
or a long john. Wait, you call what, did, what did you just call those two things? You just said this donut is different than this donut, which is the so same a as long a fritter. John a donut. You a long john oh. donut. Oh, oh, so like a, but you a fritter say. donut? No, you you have never called it a fritter donut in your life before this argument. <laughs> I will hold to that. No, <laughs> no I think the point stands. No, but you, you don't... long johns are specifically long. Kind of like rectangular shaped donuts. So if those are have the specific name of long johns and bear claws, donuts. which are also type of fritter, but are commonly associated See, with donuts. I, but I would also argue against a bear claw. Fair, but I think bear claws are included as donuts. Yeah, those because you when you get a dozen donuts, mistaken opinion. In, if you go to the bakery and be like, "Hey, give me a dozen of whatever donuts you got," they'll throw in an apple fritter or a bear claw. Yeah, that's because they'll sell their own souls to get you to buy things. They have no standards. Um, please. I, I mean, <laughs> bakeries are morally pure. They, they are. What point would a bakery guess, have to lie? <laughs> here's an interesting thing. Under the under the Wikipedia page for Cruller, so they, they have the photo of a Cruller, and then they have the word Cruller, and then underneath it, its byline or subdescription is deep fried pastry like a donut. So that opens up a whole. Can so it's of not a donut. It's just like a donut. It's saying a cruller, though. It like that. There are many other specialized donut shapes, such as old fashioned bars or long johns um, or twists. 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 Uh, in the Northeast United States, bars and twists are usually referred to as crullers. So what the fuck does that mean? So it means <laughs> so, are not yeah, apparently the apparently long johns are only called long johns in the Midwest. Well, fuck it, the it rest says of the long johns. Midwest. They're called bars. Are bar donuts? They're called bar donuts. So we just have a, a different name or a finger donut. So see, they have donut All in donuts the name. Are eaten with your show fingers. me some. Show me, but they look like fingers. That's the thing. So, show me some place that calls an apple fritter an apple fritter donut. They don't. They call it an apple fritter. Well, we don't call you that people. That doesn't necessarily. No, doesn't you don't. Necessarily, you have a name. The thing is, too, is, yeah. is bars, bars, and, and twists are usually referred to as crullers. So you could theoretically find a place where an apple fritter is known as something else. Yeah, but they'd be wrong. So, to be fair, uh, a fritter is a portion of meat, seafood, fruit, vegetables, or other ingredient which have been battered or breaded. Or just a portion of dough without further ingredients that is deep fried, which would technically classify it as a donut. But then it's not a fritter. No, it says, or just a portion of dough without further ingredients. That yeah, is but you, there are other types of, as we said, it's a type of But dough. that means that technically you could all, by that, that definition, you could call all donuts fritters. If it's just a portion of dough without further ingredients that is deep fried. But then, the, no, but see, that gets back to my point of, yeah, but you're just... You, because of the way the ambiguity of language, we get back. We we come full circle to RJ's so argument that a corn dog is a donut. Here's the closest because I've it's fried dough. <laughs> the closest I've come no. in trying to find a definitive answer is this: from someone who worked in a donut shop and bakery for five years. According See, to they the, can't be trusted according though. According They're to on the, the industry standards, a donut is having a hole in it. Anything else is a roll or otherwise some other kind of pastry. I'm okay with this. Basically, by pricing, uh, it's kind of like the uh, how back in the day, the X Men action figures were 
not classified as humanoids because then they would be priced at a higher price point for tariffs. Fascinating. So, so this this works for me because it fits everything that I was arguing. Well, you're lucky. But I found one internet commenter who may be lying about their experience. That's it. We're done. We found it. I win. Oh, oh! I I think this debate is still open. I think I think the goal is not. I think we have to find a unifying theme here, and I think there is one, but I just don't know what it would be. Well, we found the unifying theme, which is that Calvin disagrees with it. The fritter. You, you sell it. <laughs> you fanatic. I will not rest until the fritter is removed from the donut sphere. Can you imagine that as a post-apocalypse? Like, there is a, or a dystopian society, I should say, where... Divided between donuts and fritters? Donut, there's, like, the underground fritters society, where they have to hide their fritters and they get together in people's basements to make and consume fritters, and then they get raided by the donut police. <laughs> yeah, and the donut place. Sir, what's like, oh, uh, oh, heard you making illegal pastries? <laughs> Sir, what's that on your chin? It looks like a looks like a little bit of apple there. Oh, I was just uh, I was eating an apple as part of my lunch. Hmm, looks a little fried though. No, I mean I have nothing wrong with apple fritters. They're delicious. They're just not donuts. I see. I'm gonna have to fight you on that, sir. I'm gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to go sword to sword on that. I will fight you and win. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me double check your stats. Thank you, Dick James. Um, based on the stats I came up with this morning, um, it depends on the weapon type. Uh, you're evenly tied for strength, but Calvin is more dexterous. Yeah. But James has the higher charisma. Who needs charisma in a fight? Uh, bards. <laughs> yeah, but nobody Warlocks. Eh. Alex? Or is it sorcerers? Oh. Uh, sorcerers. sorcerers. Yeah, sorcerers. There you go. Come on, you don't even know your. I will D&D say, James, now. you do have the lower con score. Yeah, I've never been much good for fighting. What about Punchkis? What about what? Aren't they. What are they. What are they. Are you saying them? Aren't they like. Punchkis? Punchkis? Hang on. The like uh, Polish. It's uh, it's spelled Polish like P A C. Yeah, those don't have a hole, but I would I would usually full might of jelly. be. They're just jelly filled. I w- yeah, but they're different and better. Um, <laughs> I'm I would probably concede that to being on in the donut camp. And it would have to be right. Like these these yeah. are basically these are basically they are. Uh, but punchki or however you say if you concede punch. that punchkis are donuts, it means that the unifying theory you liked and wanted to keep of donuts only had to have donuts had to have a hole is wrong. Which means we're and back to okay, allowing apple not. fritters. No, they're not donuts then. I'm fine with excluding them. Damn, son, you're just casting them out. You, you two, five seconds ago you were singing their praises. And it's now not, they're still delicious. But that means you're also casting out all jelly-filled donuts, all cream-filled donuts, all custard-filled donuts, and Long John's. Never been a fan of jelly-filled donuts. Also, you really? can fill a, you could fill the you could fill a ring donut not with easily. jelly. Like there's nothing stopping you. Oh, it's, you're not trying it can hard be done. enough. I've seen it done. It does not <laughs> you mean need it's to easy be dedicated. Enough. Yeah, that's actually see. Good. That's the talk of someone used to an apple fritter where they don't have to put in any effort for their own. Oh what yeah, they like want you make so life. many donuts. <laughs> 
I've made donuts before. So have I. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I am so excited for the religious war. Like, you guys can't <laughs> even Fritters are donuts! <sighs> All right. I think that, that's a good ending point for this week. I'd say so. Yeah. The battle, the, the, the war rages on. Tune in next week to find out our next debate. Do we truly believe yes. in the cube theory of sandwiches? Cube theory? Who makes a sandwich? Uh, sandwich, no, 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 no. The sandwich, sandwich the argument is just dumb. Is that depending on which parts of the cube are, it is, defines its definition in terms of organization. If it is the bottom and two sides of a cube, it's in taco category. If it is the bottom and four sides of the cube, but whole on top, it is salad bread bowl territory. If it's top and bottom of the cube, it's sandwich. If it's just the bottom of the cube, it's pizza. If it's all sides of the cube, it's calzone. No, we can't get into this now. That's the saving for next week. <laughs> I heard I have... the thoughts forming. <laughs> James's gears are just turning. You kicked the machine into gear. No, yeah, all right. Yeah, I can't. I can't get out, get out of that right now. But interesting preview for uh, next week for sure. Thank you both for joining. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album "Cross Off." Yesterday, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, we also expanded to a couple new platforms, so uh, take a look around. I can't tell you what they are off the top of my head because I don't remember, but we did get onto a few more. It's a secret. It's a secret tool we'll use later. That's the best way to spread your podcast. Don't tell them where they can find yeah, do them. It's exclusivity is the name of the game. Sure, okay. <laughs> um... You can also find us on social media, Better Buddies on Facebook, where we post our Meme Mondays and our icebreaker questions for you to talk about. Uh, on Twitter, at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to talk about, or questions you need advice on, or if apple fritters or donuts or not. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. I don't think so. I don't think so, not really. I mean, they're pretty historically known for being just brutal. I mean, I guess everyone is to a degree. Yeah. I mean, you could I mean, say the same thing about If the everybody States. is that brutal, I guess it's okay. <laughs> if everybody's yeah. brutal, no one will is. be. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you've established a brutality baseline, so then someone has to be even more brutal so that what they're doing is actually brutal and not just normal. I remember back in the day when brutality just meant lighting someone's house on fire. These days, you got to uh, go to all sorts of extremes and torture devices, and kids these days don't understand the classics. Just telling you, dude, it's that dopamine cycle. These kids, they, you know, they don't appreciate they good old stop. classic torture. They don't appreciate the 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 brutality of the halcyon days. They truly don't. We'll educate them. We'll we'll show them some real. We'll get medieval on their asses. Of course, our parents' generation for torture was just so bad at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they thought their they thought their parents were just going to do the torturing for them. But there's no torture like good old get 
down on your own hands and knees torture him torture. Exactly. The real kind of salt of the earth torture. As in like taking salt and rubbing it. In the wounds. Right, right. In the wounds. Right, exactly. Well, there's our episode stinger at the end. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, good thing Calvin stayed on that one. He can claim innocence. <laughs> well, Calvin was busy torturing somebody. Oh. That's why he's so quiet. That explains a lot. 